Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. It is the uh, robo-woman's turn. Doesn't she look like she doesn't belong in Pathfinder? The battle with the demons raged on. She takes a five-foot step towards Nestor Coin and is going to unleash five attacks. That's that's a lot. She's got these chained daggers and she's just like, five, comes up with the other hand. <laughs> five. <laughs> five. Does she say five out loud? Yeah, but it's, you don't understand her tongue. So she's like, <laughs> that's five in outsider lingo. Until the Slayer ended the threat. Now it's my turn. 47 points of damage. And you kill her. Yeah! But with hidden dangers awaiting the heroes around every corner. If there's something to check out around There's still corner, stuff to check out. We should peek there. around this corner. Yeah. Metro will peek around this corner. Will their curiosity be their undoing? But at that moment, cold ice rains down upon Nestor, Metra, and Baron. The adventure continues. There's a rain of ice in your heart. Now. Welcome, everybody, to episode 270 of the Glass Cannon Podcast. You are probably listening to this on March 23rd, 2021. If you're on the West Coast and you'd like to listen right when it drops, it may be March 22nd. Normally, we don't say when we record these things because we record them well in advance. We don't want to let you know uh, how much in advance. Sometimes uh, it's only a couple days before. But I will say it on this occasion, because right now we're recording this on March 13th, 2021. And why am I saying this? Why is that important? Because on March 13th, 2020, exactly one year ago today, it was the last time we recorded in this space before we took off wow. for COVID. Fr- the Friday of a and right? A&A, yep. It was Friday night. Friday uh, the 13th. We did Androids and Aliens Live yeah. 102 and 103, and mm-hmm. that was it. And then I see here, it was like, nothing the next week. And then SideQuest Side Sesh started uh, two Thursdays later. <laughs> two Thursdays yeah. later, SideQuest. Yeah, it was that yeah. week of panic. We need to change everything. And then SideQuest. So that yeah. means it is one year since I drove home from a recording here with a tickle in my throat and thought I was going to die. We all thought we were going to die. <laughs> I really did legitimately th- had like a coldish kind of thing. And it was never ended up being COVID. Yeah. But I was like, I got it. God damn it! That I, Sydney gave it to me. I believe that was the night that Troy was telling me they had you. You and Troy had a meeting here with someone who later also had a cold, but they didn't have COVID. But they, and Troy just leaned across the table to me and he went, 
It's here. <laughs> <laughs> it's here. How many, I mean, Sam, my wife, uh, just hates how often I do this, but over the past year, the number of times I'm like, I think I have it. I think I have it. She's like, will you just shut up and go get checked or stop talking about it? Uh, but like, it happens a lot where I'm just like, why do I feel so bad? Why? Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Uh, I was thinking the other day, and this is, I'm, I'm sorry about this, but I was thinking the other day about how I haven't, uh, you know, been sick much at all, you know, over the last year. And, uh, and then I got to thinking about, um, like, a, like the bad flu, like stomach flu, kind mm-hmm. of bad flu. And of course, haven't had, you know, any of that lately. And I was thinking about it and I was like, ah, I really want life to get back to normal. But do I want to spend a night in a bathroom ever again? Just like <laughs> vomiting my guts out. Yeah. Like maybe it's worth it to never go out again. And never have those nights. Because I always thought of that as just like a random part of life. Like I didn't think of it as like directly related to going to bars and subways. You yeah. know? It could have been related to your mostly cheese diet. Though. Well, it's yeah. possible. It's my mostly expired cheese diet. Expired cheese. My dad, my dad called me and he was marveling. He was like, I haven't been sick. I mean, like he works in a he's working in a grocery store so but he was like i guess i haven't been sick he goes i guess masks and not seeing people are really effective at preventing, <laughs> yeah. preventing respiratory disease <laughs> yeah it is it's two things that have been almost eliminated is other illnesses just random illnesses and casual coughing you don't hear people just cough casually anymore <laughs> because everyone's going to treat them like they're a zombie in walking dead if the minute they do Oh, I sneezed in the grocery store a couple of weeks ago, and I thought they were going to uh, just throw me out. The <laughs> yeah, get yeah. out of here, sneezy. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have to ask you to leave, <laughs> yes, sir. We don't. That's not allowed, sir. You're alarming the other customers. If you please. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I sneezed. I feel like the only solution would be to shoot you dead on sight. <laughs> the automated defense system of the supermarket. <laughs> the sentry guns come out. According to new Westchester laws, we have to execute you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> we'll make this as painless as possible. Now, st- now please stand over this dumpster. <laughs> stand over this dumpster full of executed bodies. <laughs> All the people that sneezed that day. It's got a small little biohazard weight yeah. sticker on the front. They're all in like fresh, clean clothes, like work clothes. <laughs> Half empty shopping bag. <laughs> that inventory is now forfeit. Yeah. <laughs> He's contaminated the Cheez-Its. They died. In. Oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. A year. I, I, this past week on social media, I've seen everybody like, it's the, it was a year today, you know, Eric Mona posts uh, on Instagram and on Facebook is like 365 days of uh, oh, his proof of life. Proof stuff. of life. Yeah. yeah, he does it every single day. And it, I was I was watching like here it comes, but we were the same. It was the 13th. Yeah, Crazy. I, there was uh, the 11th was I think largely the the you know the, the one year for everybody else, and uh, that was the night that my wife had a hang. She had like a hang with friends that night. And uh, they did it. They hung. I believe, and then, I believe my wife was one of those. Yes, people. yes. Oh, Matthew's wife was there, and they and so they all like sort of chatted. Like, oh, it was a year to go tonight that we hung out. Like, knowing we were ri- being a little risky, we were like, fuck it, we want to hang out. And I had the next night on the fourteenth. I had a poker night in Manhattan. And at like that morning, I had like a cough and like a, I was like a little bit, a little bit of a cold. And I called Nick Lowe, and I was like. 
we can still do it, right? We can still do it. Right? And he was like, yeah, I feel a little sick, too. So there's nothing you can do to me. Um, yeah, let's do it. And then, like, Aaron was like, are you out of your mind? Like, it was, you know, that was the time when, like, every six hours, like, something else horrible you were hearing. And, like, the world was beginning to collapse. Like, the NBA had just shut down yeah. all operations, not just, like, half of the games. And uh, and so, yeah, we ended up canceling that. Po- but the email chain was hilarious. People just being like, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? And then somebody was just like, we really shouldn't. I think you were going to have it at the office. No, no, it was in an apartment in Manhattan. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, I that, ended up canceling it, and I was like, this is just dumb. <laughs> like, we're overreacting. For anyone listening at home who has not met Joe O'Brien, that attitude is the perfect encapsulation of, like, well, I've got a game planned. <laughs> we can still play the game. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, it was scheduled. <laughs> yeah. This is on the calendar. We, get, but we can play. We can still play, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I, but I, I also want to say, Matthew, perhaps you don't yet understand the draw of a poker night planned a month in advance when you have children. That's true. You're yeah. just like, I'll do anything. I'll risk anything. I, I will risk that death. Out. I will risk death for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd rather die. <laughs> not have the poker night. Look at this. A, a year ago, so two weeks before our last session, we were at PAX East doing uh, the last Glass Cannon Live. And then the week before the 13th was ANA 100 and GCP 250. Yeah. It was one of the craziest weeks we ever had because we just come back from Boston and it was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And then we just took a year off. Yeah. yeah. Well, and not really. We put out more content than we've ever put out. I, I will say that first week I was like... Oh my God, I have all this free time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, I remember talking to you on the phone about it, Troy, and I was just like, you know what? Let's just cancel all this shit and take a week off. Let's just do it. Take a week. Yeah, uh, it was, that was wild. If you go back and watch that Boston show, by the way, which I did watch a good chunk of, it's in there. You're like, anybody got COVID in the crowd? (laughs) I opened the show with it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get our coronavirus on. It was a different time. We just were at a convention with tens of thousands of people. No one was taking it serious because there had always been scares like this. And everyone who was at the show, pretty much, was also at the convention. Yeah. So I was not at the convention, but I was at the show. I was not either. Same. (laughs) I was there. Yeah. I remember like... I went, uh, hobnob, did the whole thing. We were at Treehouse that weekend, right? And then... Yeah. Yeah. We did treehouse, and then we we got dinner, and I got like I don't know what it was, but it was terrible food poisoning in the middle of dinner. <laughs> oh, the seafood that yeah. was amazing. I don't like think the it best was, seafood restaurant in uh, yeah. Boston. I don't, think, I don't think it was the seafood. I think it was what, I think it was when we went to that rando place to have lunch after treehouse, and then I had a salad. Oh, mm. that romaine! That's some bad you. lettuce. That's some bad romaine. That treehouse visit was the sauciest I've ever seen, Matthew. I this was a separate treehouse visit. Oh, a separate one? Okay. Yeah. The one I arrived at, I arrived like an hour after you, and you had a couple nice ABV stats. What you're speaking you. of is one of the greatest days of our lives. That was one of my favorite days ever. It was beautiful out. We were just sitting there, sauced. Finding ways to scam uh, drink tickets oh. out of anybody we could find. I'm sure we're not the only ones that have ever done that, but I felt like a hero that day. You really did. You were so proud of yourself. It's like, this is, this is it. This is living. It's the most beautiful day of the year, eating lobster rolls. I saw that truck the other day. I was driving on the New Jersey Turnpike, and it was just like Maine Lobster Company. The truck just passed me on the, on the side of one of the lanes, and I was like, Troy and I ate at that truck of the greatest day of our life. <laughs> I was at Treehouse last week, just picking up an order when I went home to visit my folks, and uh, I was like, we're coming back here. We'll be back. Yeah. 
We'll be back. It's I, not far off. Matthew's giving me a crazy eye. He's like, you were a tree <laughs> We had a recording in-person plan. It was a, and you didn't text me. You're like, do you want anything from Treehouse? It was, I really should have just got something for the office. I would have Venmoed you right then. It was a whim. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking. You know I wasn't what? in my right mind. I, I even thought about it, too, because I knew you were at home because you were posting the pictures of, pictures of fine stuff in your parents' house. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. If that motherfucker went to Treehouse <laughs> and didn't tell me. I blew it. I blew it. Uh, God. You know, it's so funny. I posted pictures of uh, a beer the other day, and uh, a, a fan of ours wrote. He's like, "Wait, what day were you there? I was uh, doing running, so we've got we've got a work we've got a worker on the scene. Uh, let's get his PayPal address." <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's play some Pathfinder here. Uh, I'm excited. Sure, would be nice to play this Pathfinder with a nice ice cold treehouse IPA. God, I blew it! I blew it! All right. <laughs> I won't let, ever let it happen again. I was uh, I was doing some prep this week because we're we're recording Giant Slayer and I'm trying to get ahead, and uh, I've got 56 pages uh, a 56 page word document and I'm not even finished prepping uh, all of book six. It's already at 56 pages. I was like, holy shit, because it's just a crazy wild book. But I was having a lot of fun doing the prep, and it made me feel like the old days of us playing Jade Regent and before we were recording, playing when Skid was GMing us through Pathfinder Society and Eras, when it was just fun, and it wasn't fun and work. Because the work can always take away from the fun. And I'm excited. And I hope that we can get back to that place of this just being fun and not just complicated work um, or worrying about what other people think about it. Because I think we can finish this book having a lot of old-school fun with Pathfinder the way we used to. Sounds great. Sadly, we're starting this with a trap going off. That we'll have <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you, uh, you turn the corner. Let me, uh, let me go back to the map here. Uh, oh, boy, be careful here, Troy. You get a lot of map pages. Uh, you turn the corner, and you're, you're, you find this room with, with warm tubes and cold-weather outfits. You find this magical badge. You're not, you failed, uh, I think uh, Metra failed the uh, spellcraft on it. Uh, you're like, well, we'll try again tomorrow. And then you're like, well, do we go down to the eastern corridor, or do we go down around the bend here to the west? Finally, you decide to go to the west. You roll a perception check, but not high enough to notice a trap, and this trap goes off. We joked about how uh, Grant moved Dalgrith over there and uh, how it would affect all of you. Obviously, Dalgrith hadn't come over yet. Still, this won't affect all of you because it is a line effect that will oh. affect only Metra and Baron oh. in this case, just Uh-oh. because of the random way you placed yourselves. Dalgrith is in that line as well, but he is outside the range of the cold ice strike. Oh, no. I need a reflex save from Metra and Baron. Nice. <laughs> 36. <laughs> oh, oh, 25, Metra. Oh, Ooh. DC 25. Oh, 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 oh. Metra! Wow. Nice job. Wow. So I'm assuming neither of you have evasion. No. No. All right. Uh, do you have any protection against cold damage? I believe I do. Were we ra- wearing those rings? We had ring of rings cold resistance. Cold resistance yeah. ten. Yeah, I, I have that on. Uh, I have cold. I have natural cold resistance five. Let's see if I'm wearing a ring. Ring of cold pro- cold resistance minor. Um, what does that give you? Ten points of resistance. Ten points of resistance. That'll come in handy. Metro, do you have one of those? On? No, it looks like I'm wearing two rings of protection. 
Oh. That's illegal. It's very gaudy. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know why it's like that. Can I have one? <laughs> yeah. You want... Uh, I, I probably already have one. It does, no, they, they do seem to be stacking on my hero lab. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I have a ring of protection and a ring of resistance. Uh, the truth comes out. And they're both on your pinkies. <laughs> yeah. Metro, uh, Metro hey. likes massive pinkies. It's <laughs> like class rings. Yeah. She's always like playing with it. It's like sometimes she'll like punch some guy and it'll be an imprint of this gem in his it's always It's always dudes with really gross, meaty knuckles and a lot of hair coming out of them that mm-hmm. have the pinky rings, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and they always sort of play with it while they sit behind a desk at a meeting where you, you think they might kill you at the end of the meeting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you would have taken 15d6 cold damage, but because you pass, you'll take half of that. So instead of taking uh, 59 points of damage, you'll take 29. That will be reduced uh, for Baron by 10, but it looks like Metra's going to eat it. No, I've reduced by 5 because of my natural cold resistance. Then take 24 and call me in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Cold ice strike. Ow. Oh! Inches away away from Dalgren. Oh my god, that was freezing. Uh, But I'm okay, I'm okay. Hello. Well, now that we've set off the trap, we might as well see what's around the corner. Maybe we should put on one of these suits before we head out. What are they protecting up there? What set off the trap? Nessa, did you see it? No, I didn't look. No. Can I take can I take can I take a look now and see if yeah. I can spot it? Uh, uh, um, uh, that is uh, 35. 35. That is enough to see that it was a, uh, a glyph of warding that ah. was tied to, uh, cold ice strike in this right. case. Yeah, I'm, so I'm giving it, you more information than you would know, but since this thing has gone off and the flurry of ice spikes has gone out, you can put yeah. two and two together and say, oh, this is like a greater glyph of warding. So he goes over to it and says, now see here, now this is your problem. See, so you, so you see this glyph right there. So you get close to that, boom, you saw the effect. So I would recommend not getting close to it again, honestly. How do you see it? Well, see here, see, there's some telltale signs, and he goes into some <laughs> kind of like business jargon. <laughs> so on. what is it? Is it just a 10-foot square or something? Is it on the floor? It's a 15-foot square on the floor. Okay. Yeah, just a giant uh, glyph that uh, is only noticeable with a certain perception. Yeah. Uh, one thing we uh, realized in the time since last we recorded that uh, Dalgrith by taking Vexing Dodger does not have the trap finding ability and you need trap finding in order to disable magical traps. Luckily, old Nestor Coin took that uh, Slayer talent. And I was saying that Nestor probably knows that, but he just thinks it's funny <laughs> <laughs> to make Dalgrith try to do it. He says, no, you, this is your purview. Like, I, I, I wouldn't even I'd deign to try to like step on your toes. And, and you, I want to watch you do it, because you're the real expert of the, of the opinion, so go for it. And Metra, you were down 24 points. Indeed I was. All right, I have burned off uh, five charges to get you there. Oh. And I, I'm keeping track of that. But you're healed up, and so is Baron. Thank you, Baron. Do we have any more of those rings, the cold resistance? Yeah, do we? We had a bunch of them from all of the giants the that fire giants killed in Ashpeak ah. Volcano, so we might have extras. It, it stands to reason that we would. I would love to grab one if 
because I don't. I still have an open ring slot. So how many ring slots do you get? Two. Then I don't have an open slot. Yeah. Um, you can take Dahlgren. No, no, no. Sorry. No. I'm sure there's plenty. We Dahlgren. kept finding them everywhere. I mean, we found them on like every fire. Drive. We haven't been to. We didn't sell them all. I don't think so. Did we? Have, did we? I don't remember what we did. It's been so long. It's been a year, all right. <laughs> <laughs> a hard year. It's been a hard year. Both for us as people, the world at large in reality, and uh, our characters and, in the game. and the world at large in the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can take... I have one for you. Oh, thank the you. The Ring of Cold Resistance Minor. You can take it. Perfect. Thank you. Long November. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So, re- these coats or these suits that are on the walls are they magical if i detect magic um i can i already told you they're cold weather outfit let me just see if they're uh i did it again where i just googled cold weather outfit but don't write pathfinder <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lovely uh oh uh, that takes me right to eddie bauer yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good deal on that 50 percent off at my anorak <laughs> it really is amazing the number of Google searches where Google will auto-add Pathfinder to the end of anything. It's like, uh, <laughs> pillow, Pathfinder, what? <laughs> Did you mean Pathfinder, cold resistance? <laughs> right, they never... Cold weather yeah. outfit? Uh, no, they're not. Um, the only thing that is is that badge. They still give you a bonus to fortitude saves against cold, but uh, from here it doesn't look like they're magical. But they're also probably giant size, so if they're not magical and they're giant size, they won't be of much use to us. Yeah, probably not. Okay. All right, let's move up there. Nesta, you want to take a look ahead, see if you see any more of those warden glyphs? You're right, all right. You know, if you feel that you've exhausted the ultimate limits of your ability to find stuff like this, then yeah, I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to uh, ruffle any feathers, but all right. No, all right. not at all. Everything you described, I'm looking at it right now, and I still well, you see, see it, it now, don't can't you? can't see a damn thing. Well, surely you see it now. See right there, the edges, along the edges, like, that's a clear sign of, like, don't go there. It just looks like a floor! I know. <laughs> I know. To the untrained eye, but I've been taking the time to try to train your eyes so you can see it yourself. All right. But if you don't feel you're ready yet, then, you know, by all means, I'll take the lead. You know. Thank you. I think it's best right. you go up front. Right. I just don't want to, I just don't want to hog the spotlight, you know, for anything <laughs> like this. So he will take the lead and he is going to come around the corner. Okay. And that's where we're going, right? Mm hmm. And, uh, I'm going to do another perception check. Okay. Uh, That is another 35 uh, for traps. Okay. Or 28 otherwise. Let me uh, show you what you see. You got 60 feet of uh, dark vision. You see that the hallway stretches up to the north. Um, Looks like right at the edge of your vision there, it... um, it uh, is opening up into a room, but then to the west, about 25 feet away, um, a hallway opens to the west. You do not see any traps or anything else of important. Okay. He is going to motion everyone forward and kind of move up to the junction here, try to get a view around the corner. Okay, with, uh, again, 60 feet of dark vision, you can see that the hallway stretches for just about the extent of your dark vision and opens up into a room. 
a chamber. Okay. And do I see anything more to the north? Oh, yeah. So, uh, sure enough, it does open up um, into another chamber. So, yeah, you've got a chamber to the west and a chamber to the north. Um, but you don't know if, like, the hallways continue on in those directions or not. All right. So, yeah, Nestor turns around, makes his hand motion signaling. There's a room to the west, there's a room to the north, and, like, shrug, shoulder shrug, like, huh? I think Where we, do we go. We should also impress upon the listening audience as to how large this map is. We've been on them for quite some time, but this is just a tiny little corner of the map so far, and it's already enormous and labyrinthine. Um, it took me a while to find our tokens. <laughs> I know. I was like, where the hell are we? Well, yeah, and it's the same map from, like, when we climbed up the chain and fought those things outside. Oh, yeah, so it it's, is. It's still the same map. Yeah, do it. In just no for the hell of it. Like, where Nestor is, he is, uh, as the crow flies, 190 feet from the chain. But you're, you're deep around corners now uh, in it. Should we clear out this tiny room up north before going west? Do you guys want to do that? Or do you want to check out the perimeter first? Let's go west first. That way we nothing can come at it from, us from behind. All right. Yeah. Nothing ever comes at us from behind. <laughs> Let's go. Check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. At that moment. Check From behind. All right. So you want to head to the west? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nestor's going to move to sort of just the entryway of this corridor and do another perception check for traps. Okay. Uh, that's uh, that is a 30 that's a 40. 40. You feel pretty confident there are no traps and from where you're standing you can see into the room uh, a little bit more. Are we still in darkness? Uh, no, there is uh, there is some light. It's dim light. We'll see. Okay. Um, let's keep moving. Yes, indeed. Okay. So you keep moving forward. Um, Baron in the lead there. <laughs> as soon as Troy said it, Grant backed his point. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps going. He just back. keeps going backwards. He's now in the room <laughs> we just left. He's back with the cold <laughs> He's hiding in one of the suits. Hanging from the chain. All right. As Nestor stands there, fearful, clearly, to move forward, Dograith will stealth ahead. Okay. Natural one. Awesome. Good start. He trips and falls. His sword goes flying. Um, well, here's what happens. I'll come up to the junction. You come up to the junction, uh, and right where you're standing there, um, something happens. From there, you can see into the room. Ah. Okay? Uh, and I will describe that room, and then I'll describe what happens. You can skip the second step if you want. Well, we'll see. I might be tired after this, after the flavor text. Uh, you see numerous buckets stacked on steel shelves um, in the southwest part of the room. Uh, an overturned wooden crate in the southeast corner looks like it's being used as an impromptu table to hold several torture implements. Uh-oh. It looks like drills, razors, tongs, wire, other ominous-looking tools. Uh, how do you know they're torture implements? Because you see a giant-sized torture rack fitted with a great winch as the main roller oh. standing near the north wall. Also, there are bloodstains all over the room. Oh, Is that a bad sign? Or <laughs> it, it's, it's a little foreboding, hmm. I'll be honest. 
But it looks like they're torturing giants, not torturing small folk. It is a uh, it is a giant sized uh, torture rack. Oh, and it looks like it's like made of a bunch. It wasn't like they went to torture racks, torture racks, torture racks, and bought one. <laughs> they made this out of a bunch of uh, a bunch of shit. Oh, down in the torture, down in the torture rack district. <laughs> right, down in the torture rack. Torture racks are us. I, yeah. I think they got it from Restoration Hardware. Actually, um, no, but it, it makes sense though because I would think that even though there are people kind of showing up to Minderhall's Valley to like volunteer, like there have to be sects of giants that like are resisting right like this they, they have to be like people that are against what's happening here oh so. i'm sure that there must be some right some good giant people. yeah some giants that are like you know we could live in harmony with them and they're just like put them on the rack <laughs> it's like what if we don't aspire to global domination right uh, to the rack right <laughs> well it's certainly interesting and the blood doesn't look like it's been there for centuries how long has it been there well here's the thing as I mentioned, I almost forgot. I'm so tired from that flavor text. <laughs> Something happens. It's not as bad. One as thing. Think. One thing. One thing that happens is as you walk onto the square that you are cur- currently on, you one just, thing. Is one gonna thing happen. is going to happen. It's like keep it away. As you step up there, you just one go. thing is going to happen. You just boomf, boomf. Oh, you can't move forward. An invisible wall of force. That's what it feels like. Whoa. Blocking your progress into the uh, actual chamber. Weird. Interesting. There's something here. Some sort of magical field. I can't get through. Can okay. I do a knowledge arcana? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll bump it with my hand to give, give myself some more info. Yep. Your hand gets sliced off at the wrist. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is knowledge arcana 24. 24. Uh, yeah, it's your, it's your classic uh, wall of force. Um. And you would know at this point that uh, you have the ability to break through it if that's something you wanted to do because of uh, disintegrate. Would it also be as simple as putting on the cloak of etherealness to go through? Does, a, does that force wall only exist on the material plane, or could he get through with the cloak? Force bl- uh, force affects ethereal, as far as I know, so that wouldn't yeah, be enough. I think force damage hurts ethereal but creatures. So maybe a, disintegrate, a disintegrate spell would destroy it. With that's knowledge true. Arcana, you'd know that. Yeah. Do we want to go in there? Or dispel? Do we have a dispel? Uh, I do not. I, don't you have to have the same spell to dispel it? I can't remember how that works. No, you don't have to have the same spell. But yeah. it's still or dispel magic. It's actually yeah. immune to dispel magic. I can oh, tell you is. that with a twenty-four as well. Oh. Immune to uh, dispel magic. Although mage's disjunction can still dispel it. Did you uh, learn mage's disjunction? I didn't. That sounds like an old D and D spell. <laughs> yeah. is it probably maybe if I was a mage. Uh, yeah, disintegrate will uh, destroy it, which I'll, is lucky because you do have it. I'll disintegrate it. Uh, all right. I was just going to say, yes, if we want to go in there. I'm not much of a hurry to be in that room myself. Well, if they have a wall of force protecting it, there might be something useful. There. There's got to be something good in there. What about the badges? What, what were the badges? They just have, like, an image of a cloud on them. Um, and uh, Is anyone wearing one? Uh, I don't know. You found how many did you find? Just one, right? Can we like? I think there was just one. Can we like wave the badge in front of the wall to see if that? Nothing happens. It's it's emanating magic. It's just you have to try again tomorrow. Do we still bump? Like if we tried to walk through the wall of force carrying the badge or wearing the badge, would it still block us? Um, Yeah. Uh, What the fuck? This doesn't work. All right, I'll disintegrate the wall of force. I'm also just thinking that it might not be to keep us out of there, but to keep something else in. 
There might be a cell of some kind. Keep who you're torturing inside. Dalgreath, you don't understand. We're not locked in here with them. They're locked in here with us. <laughs> he looks at Baron, and I'm looking at Grant. Grant just looks miserable. <laughs> so I'm like, I think Baron doesn't like this, maybe. Full, full disclosure, I am uh, recuperating from yeah, a we, serious we should, surgery. We should say, Grant is three days removed from a pretty complicated surgery. So yeah, the, he's a real trooper, just even being here today. I think uh, that I agree with Metra, and in an unusual course of action, also agree with Nestor in this hand. And, uh, in this case, and uh, looks at Dalgrith and says, we got to know. We got to go in. All right. Let me step back. I don't like getting anywhere near disintegrate. <laughs> yeah. So you cast. So you disintegrate. disintegrate. That's, that's the sound disintegrate makes. And for the first time, <laughs> it actually does something. Wow. <laughs> what? A, oh. <laughs> I'm going to disintegrate. The storm tires so hard. <laughs> I, did I joke about that last just episode? Every round. Or two every episodes round. ago? Disintegrate. I'm like, disintegrate. Disintegrate. The person that's going to fail man, that stage. magic round. Disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> There's just nothing left of him. It's got to be, that's the most useful way to do it, though, and your class is perfect, because if you could cast it four times in a, in a battle. Okay, it's too high a level to use the quick and magic round. I'd have to get a, a greater quick oh, and magic yeah. round. But you could cast it, like, up to four times? How many times a day can you cast it? Like as many times a day as I have six level spell slots left. Which is? Right now you've right now I have burned a I burned one, so I now have four left. Wow. Awesome. Do uh, we have any way is, do we have any way of debuffing a four someone's fortitude save? Do you have any way of yeah, doing that? A witch. Oh right, <laughs> that would have been evil nice. eye, yeah. yeah, or a mesmerist. Gorms yeah. would have been all over that. Yeah. Wait, can you imagine I, Gorms right now. Oh, totally different game. Uh, Terrifying. Oh my you're God. Just thinking about, I mean, you're like miserable in all different kinds of ways. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. The math alone. I, mean, I used to use index cards when we started. I didn't have Hero Lab. I used index cards to track all that. I remember you would do Evil Eye and I'd be like, all right, uh, just writing, crossing shit out. My will save is what now? And for how many rounds? Don't miss that. Um, wall Force disintegrates, and you feel as if you can walk into the room. All right. All right. Can I do a perception check first? Yeah, do it. I'll like, I'll like look each way. Me too. Uh, I will join. Garbage roll. 22. Um, that was a great roll. It's a 25 for Dogrith, but he's hanging back. Uh, 39 against traps. 41. For Nestor. Sorry. 41, 43 for secret doors. Okay. You don't see anything out of the ordinary, anything secret, anything hidden. Just a very, very disturbing scene. All right. Uh, step into the room. Metra steps into the room. Who joins her? Baron. Step in. Metra and Baron. The rogues hang back. You're just looking in here, and you're like, what happened here? Was one person tortured? Were multiple people tortured? And why? And as you're reflecting on this scene, you hear, like, music. Oh, no. Like the sound of a harp. (sighs) 
And then a loud moan comes from somewhere. Sounds like it's coming from inside of your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who walks within the chamber of my demise? <laughs> Have you come to further desecrate the walls of Zephyr Hall? Everybody roll a will save. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh man. It's the ghost of an angel. <laughs> In the arms of an angel. Uh... Tell me what you got on your will saves. Who is the most willful among you all? I think it's me. It's not dog. But I rolled terribly. <laughs> oh, I, me too. Uh, I, Nestor got a 14, so I know Jay- I failed. Oh. I got an 18. 14, 18. Dalgrith? 26. 26. Baron? 29, 31 against spells or spell-like abilities. <laughs> Baron is the only one that passes... Wow. The rest of you become panicked. <gasps> oh, no. And you just start fleeing from the source of this. All right, slow down a second. <laughs> First of all, is it a spell or spell-like effect? Yes. Because then it's 28. Is it 28 plus two? For plus two. 28? Dalgrith, you're okay. All right. It's DC 27. Yeah, the that... dwarves stand strong. DC 27. <laughs> oh, wow. Roll for initiative. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. There she is. Do I roll with my initiative bonus with the panic condition on, or does that happen after we roll for initiative? Excellent question. With the panic condition on. Okay. Because that's more fun. Maybe not. <clears throat> Strictly following the rule. <laughs> Certainly more fun. Uh, what did you get, Nestor? Uh, Nestor got a 13. 13 for Nestor. Dalgrith? 21. 21 for Dalgrith. Baron? Baron got a 31 on these beautiful new purple kind of dice that I got for my birthday. Thank you, Eric and Drew at Norse Foundry. These are gorgeous. Those are gorgeous. Wow, they really are. Oh, yeah. I need to have a birthday. I had a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I done? I didn't get shit. Tori didn't get me beer? Norse Foundry didn't send that? Uh, Metro, what'd you get? Uh, 22. 22. Round one. It's Baron's turn. Baron, you see Nestor and Metra just have this look of... They're affected by some supernatural fear, and they're about to turn tail out of this room. You can sense it. You've seen this go down before. And you just... Who walks within the chamber of my demise? Have you further come to desecrate the walls of Zephyr Hall? What do you do? Uh, Baron speaks out in case it makes any difference and says, I've come here to consecrate these halls and remove the malice that has infested this place. I'm not here to bring any more pain to you, O spirit. Oh, good. What malice do you speak of? I speak of the storm tyrant and his denizens that are hell-bent on taking over Galarian. I'm going to let you roll a diplomacy check. Ooh, if anyone would like to aid, take a moment to speak, and uh, then you can roll for aid. Can I um, 
Can I aid by screaming panicked in a panicked fashion? Yes. That we, we, we agree, we promise, we promise. <laughs> yeah, actually, under these, this situation, Dalgrith, you would be the only one that could do it because Nestor and uh, Metro are panicked for six rounds. I can take, I can, I just take a, uh, I take a penalty to save into skill checks, but I can still roll them. Okay, great. Then I'll, uh, yeah. What would, uh, what would anyone want to say that wants to try and aid in the diplomacy? <laughs> He's telling the truth! Master, says, "I would listen to anything this man says at the moment." <laughs> Dalgrith, you join in the fun? Uh, yeah, Dalgrith will just say, oh, "We're here to stop those that torture, those that harm others, those that are opposed to to peace and prosperity for all." And uh, I have a terrible diplomacy. And uh, oh, I get it though. Plus two from Dalgrith. Plus, plus two from Dalgrith. I aid as well. Plus two from Metra. Nestor aids. Plus six to this diplomacy check. What do you got? 14 on the die for a total of a 33. Oh! <laughs> DC 35. <laughs> Is he hostile? <laughs> yeah. Sounds. What's his attitude towards us? Uh, well, indifferent. Let's just say it just improved. Ooh, all okay. right. Seated nice. on the check. Nice. Uh, Any enemy of the storm tyrant is an ally of mine. Yes! And Metra and Nestor, you just feel like immediately calm. Oh, like great. That great. burst of adrenaline that was going to send you fleeing from the room just is sucked out of you. Great. That's way less embarrassing. Nestor's just giggling because he's so rarely frightened. As he, says, he felt like he's on a roller coaster. So that was exhilarating, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> oh, my. I know. It's always so hard when, like, courageous, badass characters fair, fail yeah, a fear yeah. save. Because you're like, my character would never do that. Right. Uh, I know. It's just like, this is so... Well, now he looks like a total jerk. <laughs> like, I don't want to... <laughs> Uh, luckily, <laughs> supernatural fear can uh, can help uh, bridge that gap. Along the back wall, you catch a fleeting glimpse of a huge disembodied shadow. Huge, by game terms. And the continued sound of this harp. It's like the confused buzz of a distant ensemble tuning up their instruments. Just after that, a huge, vaguely humanoid spectral form takes shape in the room, faintly glowing with a cold, misty light. Looks like a man. He is about 20 feet tall, <laughs> oh, dressed wow. in plain white robes and holding a spectral harp. It's God! <laughs> we've, we've found God's Get prison! Out. We've found God's prison! <laughs> That's where he's been. <laughs> where have you been, Lord? We've been lo- people have been looking everywhere for you for ages. <laughs> we have so many questions. Next. We have so many questions. <laughs> End of book six. <laughs> <laughs>
Sick. You find God. That's God. the end of the adventure. You found God's jail. It is the Christ child's eyes. <laughs> that's how it ends. Spoiler alert. That'd be amazing if the Giant Slayer subtitle like, slogan was like, have you found God? <laughs> this, this whole endeavor was just a way to convert people to Christianity. <laughs> like sponsored by the Church of Latter-day Saints, like surreptitiously. Oh, All right. You see him and his posture is hunched and he speaks with this raspy, slightly impaired voice that I'm trying to put on. And all the while, there's this distinct, gloomy melody rising over the confused, disjointed, Stanley Kubrickian harp sounds all. The melody is short and gloomy and obsessively repeats itself. Let me show you um, what this specter looks like. Oh, I'm so excited. Wow. I mean... He does kind of. He looks. He, he looks, looks a lot like God. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much exactly <laughs> like a, God. He looks like Aristotle. Yeah. in the, in the uh, school of Athens. I'm yeah. saying yeah. Aristotelian for sure. Yeah, Aristotelian. 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 <laughs> he says, "I am God." <laughs> He's right. Always go with your first instinct. It's like he looks like God. It probably is God. He's got a harp. He does have a harp. That's a dead giveaway, mate. Everyone knows. If you're trying to conceal your identity, my lord, you'd probably do away with the harp. Just saying. I'd put on a shirt. Yeah, put on a shirt for, for, for your sake. For your sake. It's cold here. Has anyone seen my cold weather? Magical badge. <laughs> you look at the badge closer, and it says "God." Yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Like, why don't we just look at the back? Oh, you see, he's right there. It's, ba- it's badge number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first ever badge issued. If it you was... had succeeded on your spellcraft, Jack, you would have seen it's God's badge. Oh yeah. Here's your badge back, oh lord. <clears throat> he uh, he appears in the room. He doesn't say I'm God. He says. Uh, Tortured and caged behind these invisible walls, I yearn for release. I cannot rest until the tyrant relinquishes his hold on Sephir Hall. If you are truly my ally, free me. You need us to stop the Storm Tyrant's hold on Zephyr Hall, though, which means we're going to need to do some work first, correct? You cannot leave even though we've removed the wall that blocked you before. Yes, that is correct. Who are you? I am Sheriff Baron Ashpeak. Chief Defender of True Now, and I have been hunting the Storm Tyrant to end his reign of terror. These are my associates, Dalgrith, Metra, and Nestor. In life, my name was Renfall, High Priest of Gozra, 
and chief cloud engineer of Zephyr Chief cloud engineer? That is such a cool job title. Great job title. Can I be made chief cloud engineer of the Glasgow Network? You should change your title. Say it on your business card. It's got a big cloud on it like the badge. I'm pretty sure that is also a title that God holds. Chief cloud engineer. CCE. At least at least one person at Microsoft must have, must have that title. That, actually, yeah, actually, that's true. <laughs> I was one of the few keepers of the alchemical secrets of this legendary star-powered artifact. I was respected amongst my people and tried to instill in them wisdom in lieu of temerity. But giant kind is more similar to human kind than you may think. I would listen and attempt to counsel them as they looked down upon the barbarous tribes of hill giants and the warlike fire giants locked away in their mountain fortresses, looked down upon them as if they were inferior, as we were infallible. Yet the cloud giants of Zephyr Hall were not immune to the evil that exists in the hearts of those who seek immeasurable power. Hmm. So we're starting to get a picture of the hierarchy of giants. Do we know what kind of giant the Storm Tyrant is? You don't. You know he's called the Storm Tyrant, so you've always sort of assumed he might be a Storm Giant. 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 Uh, but you do not know for sure. How did Zephyr Hall fall into the hands of the Storm Tyrant? Tell me the story of your life before it ended. And spectral form bows his head and stops playing the harp for a moment. He's been playing the harp the whole time. The whole time, he's just sorry. Like a mindless hand just keeps going. Could you, could you please just set that down for a moment as we have this conversation? He releases it and it just floats and disappears. Thank you. That is so much better. Sorry. Please continue. And it reappears in his hand. And he starts mindlessly playing. God damn it. He raises his head up and he's like, "When Azoth, the Lord of Zephyr Hall, passed away." His concubine, Nalbia, attempted to claim Zephyr Hall for herself. Some of Azath's greatest supporters were not fond of their union. I feared that just accepting her claim outright would lead to a destructive struggle between her followers and the other inhabitants of the castle. So I, Redfall, opposed her claim, but hoped to find a solution of compromise that would be acceptable to all sides. How foolish I was, for in opposing Nalbia, I drove her to seek the aid of a storm giant warlord named Volsis who planned a betrayal that would lead to the end of Zephyr Hall and the beginning of Iron Cloud Keeper. Mm. As if out of another dimension, the sky opened up. Question. Don't we know the name Nalbia? Yes. 
Yeah. Wasn't she mentioned in the, like, the orders or something? Yes. There was, like, orders for chains from one person, but I, then I Nalbia. Taiga named Sir Dasa and someone named Nalbia, who is the twin sister of Nalbur. Nalbia. And oh, her, they were the twins, right. Yep. So now you know that Nalbia she was, a, was the, the concubine, concubine of the leader of Zephyr Hall. And Zephyr Hall was just a castle, or was it a cloud castle? This is Zephyr Hall. This is Zephyr Hall. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. Iron Cloud Keep. Well, it, that's was what he's saying. He renamed it. Uh, it was rebranded yeah. as a result of the management change. So Nabia just wanted to claim it, is what he's saying. And he, Renfall's chief cloud engineer, opposed it and said, "Let's. this might not be the best idea. And she was worried that she wasn't going to get it. And so I'm she... Sorry, because he died? Because Azaroth died. So where she was the concubine, she was like, well, now Zephyr Hall is mine. And Renfall is like, wait, wait, that's not exactly how this works. And... Yeah, he was worried that it was going to lead to animosity, and it did. She went and uh, sought the aid of Volstis, but he'll probably tell you the rest of the story. So we have a list. <laughs> yeah. If you would you Troy? If you would you ask him for us? He'll probably. Oh, you know what? I, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, excuse me, God. Could you finish the? Pardon me, God. <laughs> we we did get a list of lieutenants who reported directly to the storm tyrant. It was Nalber, who was the cloud giant, who asked for food for his rock mount and requisitioned Ulkroff, the ash giant, who has requested hundreds of feet of stout chains, which we think were connected to this thing. Serdasa, the taiga giant, and Nalbia, the twin sister of Nalber. So we're getting more info on. And yeah. Ulkroff was the uh, gross ash giant yes. that you already defeated, right? Um, Easily in a single round, right? As if out of another dimension, the sky opened up, and we were pummeled by a volley of meteorites. The tremendous impact of these stones penetrated the castle's magical defenses, impaired its engine, and put us in danger of crashing. We needed to make an emergency descent so that I and the other engineers could make the necessary repairs. It was Nalbia and her brother Nalbor who suggested a nearby dormant volcano hmm. as a safe place to conduct our work. Once Zephyr Hall made its descent into the Caldera, the Storm Tyrant's forces began their assault. To keep us from ascending, they fired massive iron chains from colossal cannons aimed at the rocky base, grappling us in midair and anchoring us to the volcano. I still remember standing upon the parapets and looking down as an army of giants flew towards the castle, led by the storm tyrant atop a mighty dragon. The revolt was swift. Those loyal to Nalbia joined with the new army and slaughtered us almost to the last. I was one of the few that survived the battle, but I was captured. The storm tyrant offered to spare my life in exchange for my servitude and expertise in controlling the cloud castle, but I refused. So Volz disordered his minions to torture me. For weeks, I suffered at the hands of the Crusader Daemon Dizelki. 
I prayed night after night to Gojra to take me, but eventually it was too much. And I revealed the powers of the cloud diadem to Volstis, hoping he would give me my life so that I could find a way to one day destroy him. But knowing the power of the diadem, he knew there was no further use for me, so he had me tortured to death. Alive! Dead! No matter, I was unwilling to leave my beloved castle in the hands of this despot. So I returned as a ghost, haunting its halls and tormenting its occupiers. But Volstice is as wise as he is evil, and was able to trap me here in the chamber of my death, using walls of force that I cannot pass through. Bows his head, replaying the revolt, replaying the capture of this castle which was so dear to him. Just floats there sullenly. Well, I'm pleased to report you're imprisoned no more. We've removed the wall. You can go back to haunting and uh, irritating everybody in this castle. Can you help us? Could you, could you create chaos within the castle that we could take advantage of? Help us strike out at those that seek to overwhelm your hall. Yeah, perhaps play your harp discordantly in strange places. That, that could irritate them quite a bit if uh, our current experience is any indication. <laughs> if they're anything like Nesta here, they'll drop everything they're holding and run screaming from the room. All right, all right. It just happened once. <laughs> Perhaps I can aid you. But we must be careful, for if Volstice knows I have been released, he will no doubt trap me again. If you have been on his trail, he has already prepared for you as well. He is incredibly dangerous, and I will not be truly free until he is defeated. As an engineer of this place, Zephyr Hall, can you tell us what to expect as we continue our journey inside? I'd like your help mapping this place out if we can. Aye, a map would be nice. Also, if you have any tips on how to sabotage it and make life very difficult for Mm. the Storm Tyrant, we'd be much appreciative. Mm, Maps I cannot provide you! It is a labyrinthine castle of beauty and awe. Just beyond the capabilities of God. (laughs) Mapping a castle that God... I cannot draw a map for you! (laughs) It's like... Uh, can God create a rock so big he can't lift it, right? Is, yeah. Can God create a castle so fucking cool he can't map it? You yeah. must understand that this castle was once home to a peaceful cloud giant community. While some of them have gone to Volsus's side, I have seen the evils that he has conjured into this place. 
There are giants, yes, but there are other horrible things as well. This crusademon that led me to my death was only one such abomination. What lurks on the floors above now, I know not. Is there one in line for the throne that could bring peace back to Zephyr Hall, that could end this awful war that has begun? Yeah, what's the current line of succession? You must destroy them all! The Storm Tyrant, Nalbia, Nalbor, and any of those who choose to follow this fool. Uh, sorry, Lord, you mentioned a diadem. Uh, do you any idea where the location of that might be? The con- it controls Aye. the movements of this of this fortress, right? So, yes, atop his head. Storm Tyrant's wearing it. Yes. Right. Does he ever take it off to, to sleep or anything like that? Or for cleaning? To bathe. That uh, I uh, do not What about know. when he works out? Does he have a storage locker somewhere at a gym? Does he put on a silicon diadem while it's working out? Once I walked in on him in the shower, and he had it dangling from his mighty phallus. Oh my god. I need that on a t-shirt so bad. Just the storm tyrant leaning back. It's full mass. The diadem hanging off of it. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Uh, put it no. on a T-shirt, someone. Please oh, send no, me the please, design. Please don't. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. <laughs> that was such a surprise. Why were, why were we surprised? In my mind, I was like, oh, he has it in his hand. Or I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> From his mighty phallus. Mighty phallus. <laughs> I have so many impressions, but I don't want to. That is quite a mental image, my lord. I, uh, <laughs> you really do paint a picture. Does it, does it still work? <laughs> if you wear it in such a fashion. <laughs> I just love the idea of like, when he gets in the shower, like he doesn't want it on his head because he's going to get wet. <laughs> But then he just puts it. So there's no reason at all to do that. Oh. <laughs> you think there were easier solutions? Oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> that was the longest left break. Yes. Oh, oh my god! Think, I think so. Um, oh god! <laughs> I can keep three towels on here. <sighs> the point is. <laughs> Without that, he would have no means of controlling this castle. On this level, there is the most beautiful specimen the cloud engineers and I ever created. It controls this castle, but they are all gone. I am the only one that remains, and even I cannot activate it. Being in the state that I am, Volstice, 
Though he was wise, could never figure it out as well. We spent our lives learning how to use something like this. The diadem allows him to move the castle at will without knowledge. The engine room lies at the center of this level of Zephyr Hall. It is beautiful, and I thought mine eyes would never see it again now that you have freed me. Perhaps I can manifest there when you reach the engine room to look one last time upon it. But I fear that even you won't have the capabilities to use it, and I do not know if I will be able to show you the way. It's, it's at least worth a try. Now, where is it on this level? My mind has been torn between planes, and my memories have faded. But this level is circular in nature. If you keep going around and in, you will find it. The center. Keep moving towards the center. Renfall, can you tell us the other capabilities of this place? We're aware that it can float and move, but what other powers was the Storm Tyrant after by taking over and his violent aggression? With Zephyr Hall under his command, he could fly over all of Galarian and destroy it at his will. No matter how strong the defenses of even the greatest cities in this nation, they are no match for a flying cloud castle of this size and repute. Novostus. Hmm. How does he deal damage? His primary means of damage dealing. He was not the one that defeated me. It was the Crusademon. And you realize you just fought a Crusademon. You fought two Piscodamons. And the one you killed was a Crusademon. Oh. Uh, the one that oh. didn't look like it was a Pathfinder monster. Right. Okay. Oh. Well, we took care of that. Yeah, good news. She's dead. But she was medium-sized. Yes! So she was working this giant torture rack and tortured him to death? Yes! The Crusaders wow. are known evil fuckers. It's weird, though. They're fuckers. She was summoned here by Wolstice when he took command, and she desecrated this place while also torturing me to death. Thank you for dispatching of her. I hope she felt an increment of what I did. With Baron's knowledge of religion, does summoning a demon require, like, an alignment or some sort of Faustian bargain, some sort of deal with the devil? Like, does that mean he's made, like, awful choices with, like, a Rovagug or something like that? Uh, roll religion. Okay. Uh, there it is. Uh, 13. Not necessarily. Uh, maybe. Um, it just sounds like a guy that will do, uh... By any means necessary. 
you know. And he's also a, a guy that knows that uh, his armies are being wiped out. <laughs> the frost giants are gone. The stone giants are gone. He now knows the fire giants are no longer a part of the deal. So maybe he's like, okay, hmm. let's bring on, let's bring on an army that they can't so easily wipe out. Wow. Yeah. So a medium creature. I mean, you fought her. Yeah. You know what you were dealing with. She had those five attacks. Five. <laughs> that is interesting, though. Like we've we, we've eliminated so many of his sources of manpower, and he's getting more desperate. And it is sort of like a, a Faustian bargain, where it's just like now he's just like summoning these demons. It's, 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 it's such a it's such a classic like desperate move. So he's scared of what you're telling us. Yes, and he has many allies. Allies from other planes and dimensions that are helping him in his conquest. They no doubt give him the power to bring forth these abominations. I wonder what motivates them to want to be able to take over. Is this like a glaring a source of like materials for them like would they want the manpower or are they looking to enslave everyone it's it's interesting <laughs> souls souls yeah what, what, uh, what, if, if we are able to get to the engine room and you're able to meet us there do you think we'll be able to halt the cloud castle's progress perhaps though I think it near impossible nothing else you can marvel upon it. The only way to stop this cloud castle is to defeat Volstice and take it for yourselves if you are pure of heart. Then you can rebuild it. Rebuild it to the glory that it once was. This is a beautiful place that has been corrupted. It does look very nice from the outside. Thank you. Ah, it's a marvel. Well done. Nice of you to see. The landscape architecture is really stunning. Yes, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really easy to convert people over to this religion, just landing on a city with a cloud castle and yeah. being like, this is pretty much proof of God. Come right, it's up. like, oh, okay, I guess they know the answers to everything because of- <laughs> we've been wondering for years. Turns out it's Goswin. That, yeah. that was the answer Goswin's all along. the one true God. <laughs> while we have you, we've been wondering... How does the plumbing in this place work? What do they do with the, you know, the solid and liquid waste from the inhabitants? There are privies throughout, and it just we just drop it on towns and cities. <laughs> oh yeah, giant cloud feces. So like the way Eastern Airlines used to do it. Yes, that's that's all we know. It is olden times. And how, do you, how does it feed? <laughs> How do you feed yourselves? What are the sources of food? We had cooks and chefs back in my day here. We ate like kings, as Arth was. A kind lord. Well, I, I assumed I wasn't... I assumed you had cooks. I was just wondering where the, 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 the food comes from. Do you grow it here? Are the livestock? Yes. Yes, I seem to remember hanging gardens... Yes, I would often walk through the garden playing my harp. We would, we would use that to grow plants. Ah, it's all faded in my mind. I meant to ask you about the harp. 
You're an engineer. How you find time to learn to play an instrument like that? Is it just a hobby? Something you took up recently? Was it a lifelong pursuit? My mind has always been a mathematical mind. Engineering was always my passion. But I, as they said, when I was alive, they said I was a thoughtful soul. For as much time as I spent building the marvels that you see around you, I would spend an equal time playing the harp. I took pride in my performance as much as I did my prowess as an engineer. Art and science will always have a place in harmony here in Zephyr Hall. Hmm. Lovely. Yeah, great. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Do you not like my harp? No, it's mortal. fine. Perhaps for ghosts, it's quite good. <laughs> but uh, I think for the living, it may not quite work anymore. It's a bit, it's a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah, you it's, it's to not have exactly a, uplifting. No, you don't have want to an s- with your mates. Nobody you wants a sad harp. I know? was much better in life, but now I'm sad. I know. It's so terrible what's <laughs> happened to you. I don't blame you in the least. But perhaps you could stop playing, at least while we're around. I cannot control it. I can only make it worse. Fair enough, fair enough. Perhaps I can use this to aid you in battle. If the fates see it uh, true for me to intervene. Abide. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. Uh, by the way, look, did you notice if there was anything like useful in this immediate area while you're being tortured that we could take with us? I do not know. They have no doubt stripped it of all its value. But Zephyr Hall, during my time, held many magical items. It would be a collector's dream to go through the remnants of this place if it were ever destroyed. But hopefully you can save it. Be nice. Detect magic around the room just to... Uh, yeah, you don't... See if he's lying. See if he's lying. Yeah. I, make <laughs> sure, I make sure he sees that I'm doing it. Yeah. Just so. What are you doing <laughs> with your somatic components? <laughs> um, yeah, no, you don't detect anything of interest besides the uh, torture instruments and nothing magical besides him. 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 So, Sheriff, do we make our way to the engine room then? I think see that, if there's something we could do to foul this thing up. That's the only way forward, I see. I'm hoping maybe we could uh, find their food supply as well. We had some success Ooh. sabotaging that on Skierguard as well. You know, uh, I just had a thought that if given that this place, everyone is, who works here is going to assume that it's sealed off and that the means I've seen it off is invisible. Anyone passing by wouldn't notice that it's down. Might this be a safe place to rest once once we need one? I think it's always best to rest in the torture chambers. Right. I mean, for me, I feel right at home. I'm just asking the rest of you if it's, if, good if idea. it's a deal breaker. No, um, from what we've seen so far, this is probably our best chance. Do you mind us uh, bunking with you during the nights? No, that is fine, though now that I am free, perhaps I should roam and learn. 
Actually, it's the ideal roommate situation because... Yeah, if you're always gone. He works nights, we yeah, work days. on different schedules, that's perfect. Although the music is sort of trouble. But if you're going to be out and about, then that's fine too. Yes, I shall go. Perhaps we will find each other again throughout Zephyr Hall. Perfect. Just uh, one more quick question. Yes! Lord, why do bad things happen to good people? Because they are inherently bad themselves. Ah, trick question. It's because of me. Nine out of ten times. Good try, though. All right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Trick question. Farewell, allies. May you return Zephyr Hall to its once great state. Defeat Volstice, defeat Nalbia and her brother Nalbor, and perhaps I shall see you again. And he just bling, 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 dematerializes and fades away. There is a hallway to the north, an engine room somewhere in the middle, and perhaps a resting place for our PCs. Amazing. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh yeah. And that goes, that flies by when you're role playing. Yeah. Motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was mighty, mighty. Mighty. <laughs> <laughs> The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.